Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I'm here with military spouse Delaney. So Delaney, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So give the listeners an overview of what life as a military spouse has been like for you. Oh, gosh. Well, (laughs) when we first, so we're kind of, um, I mean, we're probably not the only people in this boat, but my husband and I were both teachers and my husband had always had a desire. I come from a big military family and my husband had always had a desire to join the military. And um, so finally, at one point I asked him, I said, do you, you know, is this something you still want to do? And we, I was kind of like the clock's ticking, like you're not getting any younger. <laughs> so if you want to do it, you got to go for it. And um, so he actually joined when he was 29. And so he went to basic training and hung in there with all those 18 year olds. And <laughs> yeah. And um, so we had quite the uh, quite the entry into military life. Um, like we were told, you know, he had a report day at MEPS at one time and we got a call at 0600 being like, where are you? Oh and gosh. he said, I'm at home in bed. <laughs> where am I supposed <laughs> to be? And so anyway, so that was how we got started in military life was literally getting ripped out of bed and you have to go to basic training. And we thought we were told it was supposed to be the following week. So it was just kind of uh, a crazy whirlwind. But I think honestly, I tell people that story and non-military families are always very freaked out by that. Um, But I think military families get it. And also I feel for me personally, it was the best way to kind of get used to how things were going to go. Because as you know, it can be really challenging when you don't always have control over everything. But it's also been a really beautiful blessing at the same time. And I'm so thankful for our military life. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. And so my husband has gone through, you know, numerous jobs. And right now we find ourselves um, as in the chaplain candidate program. So we're really excited. We're halfway through. And, you know, God willing, in a year and a half, um, my husband will get to serve as an active duty army chaplain. So that's the, that's the goal and where we're at right now. Wow. What a story. First off, like, I think every single military family, and like you said, that's like just getting used to the, the fact of things change at the drop of a dime and you Mm -hmm. just have to go with the flow. And if it's not, you know, everything that's scheduled does not go according to plan. That is the biggest. Yeah. The biggest thing, if something is scheduled, it's most likely to change. So until you're there, you don't know what's happening. (laughs) And so, um, but that, yeah. And then transitioning into, you know, chaplain candidate, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We're really excited. We feel really fortunate. um, And uh, yeah, we've had, we've had some cool experiences along the way. Yeah, absolutely. So what it was it like? I mean, you had the shock of the transition in, um, but then mm-hmm. after basic training and starting to go into that active duty lifestyle, what was that like for you? So we've been in a unique situation. So we've been, um, we were Alaska National Guard. And so, but my husband had an AGR job. And so we were in Alaska 
pretty much the whole time. So we left to Virginia because we had to go to training in Virginia. So we went there and then we went back to Alaska. So we were primarily there um, working and he was working full time on the base there. So that part was nice because I was able to be around family and our community that we'd grown up with. Um, both my husband and I are originally from Alaska. And, um, and then my husband got deployed in 2020 over to Poland. And then after that, he actually took a job there and we were able to go and be with him. And wow. so that was going to be a one-year commitment with a three-year option, which we had fully intended on staying the full three years. But then this Chaplain Canada opportunity came available. And so we were like, well, as much as we would love to stay here, it's probably best to take this now and come back stateside. And so we did. Um, so we haven't had like the traditional moving around that a lot of families do you know, every two, three years. But that's our, that's our hope moving forward from this point is that we will be in that position. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been interesting because we're, we lived off base and a lot of families live off base, whether you're active duty or not. But, um, so we've lived off base and we've been really involved, but sort of in a, not in like when people think of a military family, maybe not in the traditional sense. Yeah. Alaska sounds so cool. And you Poland, Alaska, like so many cool places. I mean, you're from Alaska, like you said, but Mm -hmm. It must have been so cool to to be there yeah. and experience. Yeah, it was that. awesome. I'm I'm super excited. We're right right now. We're currently in Pennsylvania, and um, so we're heading back to Alaska for uh, for Christmas for like a three week break. So I'm so excited. They're having record breaking snow this year. It's insane. <laughs> I think we have something like three feet or something crazy. Oh so my gosh! My dad's just been shoveling around the clock. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it was nice to get out of there and get out of the yeah. the crazy climate, but oh my gosh, yeah. it's so gorgeous. There. I miss the people. Yes. Yeah, it is gorgeous. I miss the people and the community, but I do not miss the snow. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Sure. Snow. <laughs> a little bit's okay. Yeah. We did an Alaskan cruise one year as a family when I was like... Mm-hmm. 12 and it was so fun mm-hmm. and we were all like we should move to Alaska we should move to Alaska and yeah. um you know I think it'd be fun to live there during the summer but um mm-hmm. not year round <laughs> yeah absolutely it's one of those places that sucks you in and then you get there and you're like oh my gosh what am I doing here <laughs> yeah absolutely what was Poland like too going from you know Poland Alaska to Poland Poland was incredible um obviously it was a huge like culture shock and there was language barrier and all of that because in Poland, uh, where we were, we were in, um, Poznan, which is on the Western side of Poland. So close to the German border. And there wasn't like a base that was set up for families. So we didn't have access to all the amenities that you would at a typical base. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we just lived in an apartment with all a bunch of other Polish people. And, um, and we absolutely loved it. I cannot brag about it enough. It was incredible. (laughs) It was such a fun, unique experience. And we were blessed to be able to travel while we were there. So we got to travel all throughout Europe, which was incredible. I, before I left, somebody told me, they said, we lived a year in Europe and our goal was to go to one new country a month. And so that was sort of my goal. We didn't quite make it, but I think we did nine in like a year. And so I, I was feeling very like proud yeah. of that. And um, so, yeah, it was an incredible experience. And then, you know, we happened to be there um, when the start of the war on Ukraine hit. Oh, wow. And so 
I was really fortunate to be able to, my son was, I have two sons and the older, just the one at the time though. And um, so my older son, he was in school. So I was able to provide a lot of, you know, I volunteered a lot of my time and was raising money back stateside. I had tons of people asking me if they could donate money, how could they help? And it was quite the uh, trial and error experience. And then eventually we kind of had like official, I was unofficially calling it boots on the ground. And so I was raising, raising funds, buying stuff. I was partnering with local businesses and we were delivering, you know, just for humanitarian aid purposes, nothing related with the military, but just, you know, trying to help. So that too, I felt like, oh my gosh, not only did we get to live here, but like, we really lived here. Like we, we ingrained ourselves in the community, which was super cool and really special. Yeah, exactly. Especially not having, you know, a U.S. military base right there that really helps and forces you to be part of the community. And, you know, that's one of my favorite parts. Um, We didn't get to live overseas, but um, Mm -hmm. talking to other military family members and families and service members, it's like, you go to these different places, um, you know, even within the country, because I'm sure as you've noticed, like Alaska has a very different culture than Pennsylvania or Virginia. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, going and living in different places around the world and within our country even and experiencing the different cultures just mm. is really fun and really um, eye-opening because you're able to see yeah. how different people live. Sure. Yeah. And I think it's helpful too, like, you know, as a military personnel, I mean, in any job, but I think especially in the military, there's so much diversity within the military. Yes. And I think it's helpful when you're traveling um, and getting those experiences because you can take that back and then that can just help you like be a better, you know, person in your you know military world and you can connect with more people. And I think especially for us going into the ministry that we're going into in the chaplaincy, being able to connect with lots of different types of people and different cultural backgrounds, et cetera. I think that's just been a really, uh, it's been an important thing for us to have gone out and done. So that's cool. Yeah. And, you know, with that, it's like, you have to be able to see so many different perspectives, you know, in the chaplaincy. And so Mm -hmm. It's nice to be able to have that experience and not even just Alaska or just Pennsylvania or just Virginia or Poland. Like you're able, when you were over there, you experienced so much that, you know, it really is an eye opener to be able to uh, relate to other people and, you know, understand where they're coming from as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's one of our, one of our goals moving forward, you know, is to provide, you know, to support to, you know, especially military chaplain families who want to go through this program and, and just being able to be comfortable connecting with people that might be like different than you or have those different perspectives. And so anyways, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What is, you know, the program been like for your family? Um, it's been, well, you know, typical military (laughs) style. (laughs) It's been like a roller, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster at times. Um, but it's been great. Um, I think it's had its, it's had its challenges. Um, it's like a whole new world of service and, um, and just with that, you know, spiritual component added to it. Like I say, 
originally my, so my husband's goal this whole time, like he's wanted to serve and give back and help, um, you know, especially veterans who suffer, um, with post-traumatic stress. And so that's been like his thing. So we were talking about it and we were like, okay, there's two routes. You can either go down the medical route or you can go down like, you know, this chaplain kind of route. And so chaplaincy was sort of off the table for us for a little while. And he was going to go into the medical route and go to PA school. And, um, he was like, you know, we're, we're very spiritual, we're Orthodox Christian and, um, and we're a very quote unquote religious household. And, um, and so uh, he came to me and he said, you know, I just don't think I can do this without the faith piece. And so I said, well, then I think, you know, we need to go down this chaplaincy, this, this route. And so being able to, um, like bring God into all of it and all that we're doing, just it's, it adds so much depth. And it's also, it feels so scary and it's like so much pressure. Like, oh my gosh, like our, not only is like the physical being of other people, like we're responsible for, but now their spiritual well-being and their soul, like it's so, uh, it's kind of intimidating, but um, the formation that we've been able to have has just been a real blessing. And I know that there's going to be a lot more to come this, this next summer, he'll do an internship and um, work with another chaplain and kind of understudy and um, see what the chaplain world is like. And he'll hopefully begin um, this January actually doing weekend drills. And so then like once a month, he'll, um, he'll help with, uh, chaplains and work on a base, a local base here somewhere. And so that way he can kind of like start getting his foot in the door and like helping people in that capacity. Yeah. And even like, you know, you mentioned the medical side of it, like within Mm -hmm my experience like my dad was injured in afghanistan in 2011 Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. he was in the hospital for three months about yeah and so like but i remember always walking downstairs to the um the hospital cafeteria because that's where we all ate (laughs) you know and i had long hospital (laughs) days um so i always remember walking down there and they're you know being the chaplain you know in the area and stuff and so you know you can still tie in the medical side of it, you know, especially um, if your family has the opportunity to be, you know, in the Walter Reed area or in the, Mm -hmm. um, where we were in San Antonio or, you know, there's Mm -hmm. still so many different options. And you mentioned the PTS route of it too. Mm -hmm. There's so Mm -hmm. much that you can tie into that Mm -hmm. one job. Yeah, absolutely. So we're like, we're looking forward to that opportunity to serve and I just hope we'll, yeah, do a good job and hopefully help people in a positive way. <laughs> yeah, I think so many people think of the military and it's like, all right, boots on the ground, like let's fight, mm-hmm. you know, guns and war and, you know, all of that. But there's so many different other aspects to the military, yeah. you know, like chaplains, like um, public affairs officers. And there's so many different um, facets to the military that I think go unseen just because the way our culture is is the okay here's a war movie here's another war movie here's another one you don't see the behind the scenes um and not even necessarily just behind the scenes but you don't see that work you just think front lines Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah absolutely it's very like you said it's very multifaceted and i think all of those things together are really important because it creates this beautiful holistic you know, culture and environment. And we need all those pieces supporting each other for it to all be successful. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think to anybody, you know, who might be listening, who's like, yeah, it's just, you know, you go and 
you know, you're kicking in doors and we need those guys <laughs> and those guys are amazing and yes. they're so incredible. And we have good friends that are those people. Um, but there's also a lot of other jobs and there's a lot of other opportunities. And, um, I think there's a place for everybody in the military. And I just think we need to make sure that we encourage that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, for those who are like, I want to serve my country, but I don't want to be on those front lines. I don't want to have a mm -hmm. gun in my hand, you know, 24 seven mm -hmm. and kicking down doors yeah. and, you know, um, fighting. And there are so many other jobs that don't require that. Sure. You might get still put on deployments. Um, yeah. you know, every position is technically like, you know, in the sense deployable. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, you don't have to work those front lines and, you know, even spouses play a huge role in family members and just supporting on the home front. You know, you see all of those, um, you know, marketing efforts from, you know, earlier wars where it's like, okay, yes, they're out fighting, but the spouses, the wives, the, the husbands, the kids are here at home, like, yeah. you know, keeping the country running. Um, yeah. you know, women took in so many, you know, nursing jobs and factory jobs when the men weren't here to do that. And, you know, things are changing, you know, not necessarily, um, gender stereotypes now, but, you know, the families play a huge role in keeping the country running. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know. I think about like my son and just all the changes that he's had to make and how resilient he is and like how, you know, just kind and like encouraging he's so cute oh my gosh he's <laughs> so he like so anytime he sees somebody in uniform he always goes hey look there's daddy's friends oh, like, oh yeah <laughs> literally anywhere we are it's so cute and so it's just yeah it's pretty sweet it's yeah <laughs> yeah and I love you know I love just talking to military kids and like you know mm. no matter the age they they grasp onto something even you know for me as an infant and even when my mom was pregnant with me like she noticed I was much more active when my dad was around and you know we yeah. were deployment babies me and my sister mm -hmm. um but they were both stateside deployments so we were able to go and visit mm -hmm. him and um, it was yeah. right after 9-11 um, yeah. you know, happened and kicked off. And so, you know, we would go and visit him. And my mom's like, oh, my gosh, like, she's really moving now that my dad, you know, I'm around dad. Um, and then, like, I was pretty much nonverbal, you know, as a young child until my dad was around. Then I would talk, like, everything yeah. would be normal, you know, taking my first steps. And so, like, no matter the age, kids grasp on to something, you know, mm -hmm. of, okay, my parent is doing this, you know, that's my dad's friend. Like, you know, no matter the age, there's something. And I find that so cool that, mm -hmm. you know, kids from such a young age are really proud of what their parents do. Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. And it, yeah, it, it's so true. My, my son, he was a year and a half when my uh, husband was deployed. And, um, and yeah, he definitely, like, you could just tell, like his energy was so different and, um, and now he definitely like, he'll get kind of scared and, um, you know, my husband's had to do shorter kind of deployments, you know, yeah, he he's had some big ones, but like a lot of shorter, like two, two, three month ones. And mm -hmm. my son's always, we, we call it long work. And so daddy has to go to long work yeah. and, um, and so, and he always gets, he gets a little nervous, but then, you know, we kind of have like our rituals of like ways to make him feel, you know, better. And, um, 
but yeah, it is interesting watching like his energy shift and pers- you know, per- little personality come out in different ways. Um, when those times come. And so absolutely kids, even from, like you said, infancy, totally, totally get it. And um, I just think creating a community of support, you know, I think one of the things like I'm trying to do very humbly, (laughs) you know, is to just spread a little bit of awareness about like what military life orthodoxy um, is like and how there's a lot of parallels between the, the two and just kind of how we, you know, like, just navigate this world and like be kind and caring and, and supportive of all the unique challenges that everybody's having to go through. And yeah, supporting those military kids, we all just need to have our backs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because it's not an easy lifestyle, you know, that military yeah. kids go through and it's not easy for spouses too. And, you know, of yeah. course the service members. Um, but I always said like the service members get and the veterans get all of the, you know, credit support and it's, 110% deserved like none of it should be taken mm-hmm. away there actually should be more mm-hmm. of it um yeah but you know the spouses are you know finally starting to get recognized in a sense um mm-hmm. again there could be more but then the kids are you know still kind of dragging along and it's like no like these mm-hmm. kids are doing so much and especially you know for their community for other military kids for their schools and it's really incredible to see these kids stepping up um mm-hmm. even with very little recognition yeah yeah absolutely yeah no it is it's really it's a cool thing so <laughs> yeah and so one of the last things I do want to ask you is what yeah. kind of advice would you give to another military spouse? Oh, geez. <laughs> Honestly, I think for me, the, like, I feel like it's a, it's a hard thing to hear. It's a thing you just, you have to experience and, but get ready, like be, be prepared to not have that level of control that you might have had like say you're coming into military life newly yeah. um be ready to like let go like be ready to let go and to like go with the flow and and I would say as an encouraging thing to that that doesn't have to be negative um just try to embrace it because there's so many beautiful things that come out of just embracing that world of unknowns and um if we just allow ourselves to just kind of like be more present in the moment and not planning 10 steps ahead or not, you know, regretting our, you know, it's, it's okay to be sad that we had to leave a place we loved, but then allow yourself some time to transition and then like focus on the things that are going really well now. And I know for us in our household, like we have a pretty like good, um, I guess formula, if you will, for transitioning. And it's been like, all right, for three to six months, we're just going to feel all the feelings, good, bad, ugly, whatever they are. And then after that period of time, we say to ourselves, all right, it's time to buckle down, find the positive, and let's make the most out of this. And so allow yourself time to transition and then find the joy and the beauty in where you're at and just take those moments as they come and those opportunities as they come and be open to all of those new things and the unknowns and the transitions, because I think, I think if we allow ourselves to do that, we'll be so much more at peace with our military life and with just our life in general. I think that's good advice for anybody, especially in the world of military living, when you're constantly moving around, um, that can maybe be a helpful, helpful tip. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. No, I love that. Very much like be prepared to be unprepared. Like you can't, yeah, absolutely. You can't control anything. Um, but yeah. also like living in the moment, like, you know, there's mm-hmm. not necessarily going to be another chance when you could live in, you know, a European mm-hmm. country and travel Europe yeah. and, um, you know, taking in those moments because one day they're going to be gone and you're going to look back mm-hmm. and, um, you know, regret that you didn't do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I always, you know, not that I'm part of the military life, you know, actively now, but it's like, Mm -hmm. you look back, um, even in things not related to the military life. And it's like, you regret the things you don't do and Mm -hmm. always take that chance, always take that risk even, and just go for it. Because, you know, one thing I've been telling myself a lot lot lately is what is, you know, what's the worst someone's going to say is no, (laughs) like, and Mm -hmm. once you accept that, um, you know, there's so much weight lifted off of you. And, you know, I think that applies to the military life. Like go try that new restaurant in town or (laughs) go see that site because it's going to be gone. Well, it's still going to be there most likely, but you're going to be gone. You're going to be somewhere else. And you don't necessarily have the chance to go back and and do everything on your bucket list that you created after Mm -hmm. you left. Yeah, absolutely. I agree completely. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And where can listeners connect with you at? So um, I have my Instagram, which is that Alaskan ginger. And I run a blog, which is that Alaskan ginger.com. And um, I just, like I said, I try to talk about like military living, what it's like to be an Orthodox, you know, chaplain candidate and um, some of our goals for the future. And I do have a really exciting opportunity that's coming up. I used to be a wedding planner for five years in Alaska, I had my own wedding planning business. And so we have a a cool little project that's coming out. And so I can't quite share what it is yet. (laughs) Um, But if you follow me, you'll know what it is probably within the next few months. So yeah, I'm really excited. (laughs) Absolutely. So go follow Delaney now and be stay tuned for that project because I am very excited for that. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Christy. Yes. Thank you so much, Delaney, for being on the podcast and sharing what it's like being a military spouse. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at Gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.